Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. You walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass, or kick butt, um, you're going to be all right. Sports Talk Saturday. I heard a fan offer free Dippin' Dots if I blew it, which the price of Dippin' Dots with inflation is just unreal. So for a brief moment, I was like, damn, Dippin' Dots sound good. But also I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own Dippin' Dots and be a winner. <laughs> On WGR. I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word, starts with F. Um, second word's attack, and third one's win. And I just repeat that to myself. Unless, you know, there's a breach in the system and a walkie guy, and I gotta tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Sports Radio 550. Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday. That guy, uh, you said he was a, he was a pitcher? Yeah, for for Virginia Virginia State something yeah. like that. You yeah, never just, seen, you never seen that interview? Virginia. No, I've it, never I've never just, seen that. Just interview. straight up a total vibe the entire <laughs> interview. Yeah, just talking in sports, uh, you know, sports euphemisms and just yeah. just it was it was a treat. College that's, some college baseball player. That's great. I wonder if he's ever. I wonder if he made it to the MLB with an attitude like that. I don't know if he he did. I mean, he sounds pretty hard on himself. Sounds like me when I was playing soccer in high school. I was pretty hard on myself back then. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's not let's not venture down that path. Hi. Um, Hello. Josh Schmidt, TJ Luckman, hanging out here on Sports Talk Saturday. Evan DePasquale behind the glass. Welcome. Let's get to a phone call right here at the top of the hour, because Anthony's held on for us. Anthony wants to talk about the Sabres offensive production. What's going on, man? Thanks a lot. How's it going? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I just, as we're going into our 13th season here and not making the playoffs, and I know you guys talk about Kevin Adams saying this isn't the old regime, but he knew what he was taking on when he took the job. So you know you almost have to produce within the first couple of seasons. Our bottom six, it, excluding Tyson Jost, is just full of value players. What is a Peyton Krebs even really known for at this point? Getting in a scrum with Sidney Crosby in the preseason? I mean, you have now amassed all this talent through draft, and you have so much capital. Why are we not using it? Like, what is the direction with this team? Because when you look at this from top to bottom, if you look at last season, we had a top five power play. We had top five offensive production. We don't even come close to that this season, with the exception of putting up four almost garbage time goals in the other game. We're down four or five nothing. What is the real direction here from Kevin? And it's, it, at this point, it feels like to me where if I was to be him, I would say you have to know that your fans are almost over it at this point. Is it almost worth it to just move a lot of your draft capital to say we're just going to get in the playoffs, we're going to be competitive? Because wouldn't that even just spur saying getting other players from other teams to say maybe we do want to play in Buffalo? We do see they're making real strides. And that's all I really got to say, guys. I don't hang up. No, I honestly I think you're absolutely right 
in terms of kind of the time to make the moves that you want to make is now you have the draft capital to make your moves. Um, I think, I think at this point of the season, yeah, you can take a lot of your draft capital and find pieces that a are people are willing to move, which at this point of the season, I don't think that's really a thing until March. Um, and then on top of that, you know, part of it is how Kevin Adams handled the summer transition, uh, the, the summer transactions of not really doing much to bring in a, a new forward, um, keeping that relatively the same, which they had the third most goals in the NHL last year. Why would you not want to have that whole forward group back? Yeah, I can, true. I can, I can go further into that, but, uh, well, your big pieces that you tried to sign, Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton, haven't delivered for you. You didn't do anything uh, for goaltending. He opened himself up to the criticisms he d- rightfully deserves uh, for where they're at this season. And at this point of the year, uh, we're, you know, however many games into the season now, uh, 24 games of the season, 25 games of the season, they're in a place in the standings where they can make all the trades they want, and I think they're going to be hard-pressed to make a run to make the playoffs again. I, uh, thir- it's 13 years. I, I, I said it before. Um, it's in that, thir- that 13 years is not on them, but it's a pressure that people want over. That Anthony wants the playoff drought to be over. I understand that Kevin Adams isn't responsible for those previous 10 years, but... Part of taking the job, and Anthony even said this, is that's the job you're taking. That's what you understand is they haven't been to the playoffs, and you need to do something to turn that around. Right. And and I I wonder about making those in-season like big-time trades because just the other day, the Sabres, obviously, you trade for a not – you know, not a highly touted forward. Eric Robinson looked great in his debut. I will, I will say, the like new I'm trade not, smell. What's that? The new trade smell. <laughs> but, but I just wonder because you never see these gigantic blockbuster trades in the NHL until the trade deadline comes around. And can the Sabers be in a position to make one of those trades by the time the trade deadline gets here? Because at this point, if they were looking like the way they are right now at the trade deadline, you wouldn't make it. You wouldn't make a blockbuster trade to try to go push for the playoffs. No, but it, but it's it's they have to get to that. They have to be at that point once those big time trades start to show up. And I think the earliest we saw last year was in January when I think it was January, maybe February when when the Islanders traded for Bo Horvat. Yeah, and that set the tone for you know the trade market. And I think the Sabers could be a team that does that this year, where they trade something big for something bigger early on in that quote-unquote trade season you know like it's it's one of those things where it's you're at the point of you have to push yourself right now to be able to make that move in two months no for sure and they the savers where they've positioned themselves in the standings is a not where they wanted to be at the beginning of the year and b it's not it's frankly not good enough to make the playoffs, no matter what kind of run they go on here, right. unless they go on one of those crazy Columbus Blue Jackets 22 game unbeaten streaks or winning streak or whatever happened a couple of years back with them. Um, you know, again, Kevin Adams, um, you have to lay a lot at his feet here for where they are in the standings and and doubling down on his group that he already had. 
I do think, though, that having a year like this, having this happen is still important. It's still a pivotal moment for Kevin Adams. I don't think he should be fired for not doing anything in the summer. Um, But, again, he opened himself up to that scrutiny by bringing back the same group with a couple of different additions on the defense that, again, haven't worked out for one reason or another. Uh, Yeah. I think further from that, you know, you can also take a look at the decisions that Don is making for the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, you have to question whether or not that's coming from the roster that Kevin Adams is giving Don or if there's sort of a collaborative effort. I don't I don't know what the sense is in terms of how often Don and Kevin communicate over the roster, over who's up and who's down. Um. I don't have enough of a sense of what goes on there. Yeah, um, and I mean, it seems like they're a very fluid. They, the, the two of them it seems like seem they talk like they, a lot. Yeah, it seems like they work pretty well together. So but I, feel I don't like, know what Adam's input is over the team. Right. It it might. It, it's probably. It's probably not not to say there's an input, but it's probably like they they conversate a lot, and you know, it's sure. Hey, this is what I think, but it's up ultimately it's up to you, yeah. kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Um, looking at the playoff picture, this. Again, it's just like last year where it's you you're the teams you're expecting to lose aside from Boston because that was just shocking to me. The teams you're expecting to fall off and lose are doing that. The Capitals and the Penguins are 1 and 3 points ahead of the Sabres respectively. Sabres are currently at 24 points and the Carolina Hurricanes currently hold the second wild card spot with 29 points. So you're 5 points out of a playoff spot. It's Mid-December, early mid-December, there's lots of time left. Yep. But you have to start making up that ground right now. It can't be, hey, guys, it's February. Let's start playing at a 120-point pace and miss the playoffs by one point again. It's got to be that mentality right now. And I think seeing what they did against Boston and even looking back at the Ranger game where they won 5-1, to that's the team that needs to show up every night. And... I get it. You can't have that team for every single game, but it can't be a we're going to show up with that team and then we're going to lose two or three and then we're going to show up again. And it's got to you've got to string some wins together. And it also can't be you can't you can't face every opponent. I think this sort of what frustrates me about this team, especially with the whole problem of not being able to start well, is that in the last two weeks you've had two of your best games against two of the best teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And you can't... Um... Meanwhile, you are facing a New Jersey team that is only three points ahead of you in the standings and getting your bl- uh, doors blown off you in the first five minutes of the game, right. um, and you have to come back from a whole, uh, 2 nothing, 3 nothing hole down. The Detroit game, you have to come back from being 4 nothing down. The there's another game in there that the Nashville game. You have to come back from being two nothing down. And, and why is it those teams that you can't you, you can't you can't only you can't only get up for just the good teams. You right. have to find a way to look at the the teams that are around you in the standings and also find a way to to get up for those games. And I don't know, find a way to get disrespected about something. Like all these teams are above you in the standings. Have some sense of of getting in there and like that's the situation right Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm saying all this i don't know that they're not thinking that i don't know 
Right. I mean, it's probably a conversation in the locker room of like, sure. hey, hey, guys, Detroit shouldn't be better than us. They have Alex we beat those guys four four times last year. Yeah, by by like I think they scored like twenty six goals in those four games. Yeah, and the Red Wings coach even commented about that after the game of saying, "Yeah, like yeah, we had something to prove against these guys." Have that idea, have that mentality, and and they probably do. But we're not in the locker room. We're not playing for the Buffalo Sabers. We don't know how they feel, but we're just looking at the numbers and saying, you know, this is what. This is what needs to happen, and and it very well could. I mean, you're playing Montreal yeah. tonight. the the re- The schedule ahead of them is not that difficult. It's Montreal tonight. It's if my laptop loads. It's <laughs> Arizona on Monday, who have looked like a wagon. I mean, Arizona looks really good. Um, and then you have Car- Colorado and Vegas, which that's going to be tricky. But then you have Arizona again next Saturday. So. You're going on your first little Sabres after dark, you know, trip in about a week, and they usually perform well on those for some reason. They they did really well on the road last year, and they did really well out west last year, and it's almost like this is kind of like the perfect time for that springboard to happen. And yeah, it feels like it very well could. I agree. I think a big issue we're having with this season as well is last year when we were looking. At the standings, we were looking up from where the Sabres were in the standings. Uh, a comforting fact was knowing that they had a lot of games in hand mm-hmm. on teams. That is not a factor at all this year. In fact, no. the Sabres have more... They've played more games than most of the teams that are ahead of them. They played 27 games, so I was off earlier when I said 24. <laughs> um, every team ahead of them Washington they're only three points behind Washington but Washington has four games in hand with 27 points um Tampa Bay the final wild card spot that they're five points nope. out of the, oh I'm sorry Tampa Bay's played more okay Carolina is the final wild card Carolina's spot. played Tor- one less Toronto yes. has the first wild card spot right now with only 23 games played and 30 points so that's that's something that hurts that's yeah um but points but, hey, percentage points percentage you cannot lean on that this year no and Looking at all this, yes, the teams that are behind you in games played, they can lose those games. It's it's an option, but they can also win. So it's it's, it's how it goes. It's how it goes. That's <laughs> how sports are played. But but the 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 fact of the matter is the Sabers need to turn it on right now, and I think they can. I I feel like this group is going to be mad. You know, you're missing Alex Tuck, one of your leaders. You're missing Zemi Skergensons, who's been pretty good for you on the penalty kill the past few years. But you have Tage Thompson back. You're going to be getting Jack Quinn back soon. This is the time to just kind of, you know, turn it on and just go and don't look back. It it's it's got to be something where it stops happening. You know, it, you can't yes, it's a young team. We've talked about that, but you can't have the same excuse every year of, "Oh, well, they're young guys. They they they're still adjusting to the league." No. Tage Thompson is 26, 25 somewhere around there. Something like that. Yeah. Like it yes, they're quote-unquote young players. But they've they've adjusted. Go do it. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. At this at this point, you you have you know you have the experience together. So the lack of experience comments are sort of they're they're not they're not a, resonating with me as much anymore. Yeah, and 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 for guys obviously for guys like Zach Benson, you know that's obviously there. But you have veterans around him that can you know, 
be there for them. And that's what your leaders need to do. That's what guys like Kyle Poso and Eric Johnson need to do. I mean, it's it's something that they've talked about a lot and and I feel like it's it's very true. You know, it's it's there. Like it's not like, you know, oh, they're saying they have leaders but they're not. No, they they do. Kyle Poso is probably one of the biggest impacts in that locker room. He's been around the team for almost 10 years now. So it's I I have a I, Kyle Ocposo is wonderful human being, but another guy I want to nominate for the yeah uh, needs to sit a game or two. I can't because um, of his captaincy and how that would look. I, I, I'm with I'm with you on that one too. It's just it's getting to be questionable in terms of like his speed and 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 things like that. I mean, it, he's 35. He's done a lot for your team. Yep. But, that, that that was why I was so in favor of giving him the contract for this year of just like you've been such a good guy for this team like it if anything it's here's your reward mm-hmm. like you should be with us when we take the next step so it's somewhat disappointing that they're not taking the next step and this is happening right so it's a frustrating situation but hey it can all turn around in a couple weeks we've seen that before where it turns around for the worst in a couple weeks but Eventually, we're going to have it go the opposite direction. we got to take a quick break here. Maybe going to switch to a little Bills stuff coming up in the next segment, so stay tuned for that. This is Sports Talk Saturday. You are listening to WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 